This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Now, taking a cold shower has been shown to have a health benefit or two, but that's only if you intended on it. Is your uh, water heater ready for an upgrade? Are you uh, thinking about going tankless? A lot of people are, and there's a lot of good reason for that. Between your home improvement questions, we'll talk about ways to make your uh, water heater as functional as, uh, I guess, as it can be. <laughs> Join the conversation with us this morning if by calling. If it's putting out hot water, it's functional. <laughs> right, yeah. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org, and we'll answer it right here on the air. So how are you guys doing this morning? Well, I spent the morning putting those little phone things on my faucets. Oh, really? Oh, oh, Do those yeah. actually work? Well, I've seen, I've I don't seen know. Them it just makes me feel better. <laughs> well, and I'm like, does <laughs> do we need the phone things in Mississippi? Well, you do when the weather's going to drop below 20. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. And if it's any length of time. Yeah. You know. Um, but, yeah, th- they do because you do have some leakage, and that is a penetration mm-hmm. uh, that goes through the house. So, And that foam is supposed to catch the... Okay, what, what the, she's uh, talking leakage. about, folks, is the, not the water leaking, the the, right. the heat transfer. Right. These are the little things that you buy. They're made of styrofoam, typically that I've seen. They have a little foam edge on them, but but I don't know. It's it's about the size of I don't know a quart, I guess, and 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 it's uh, like a bowl, and it goes over your outside faucet. It hooks to it so that it will, I guess, keep it warmer. Yeah, and you can also, <clears throat> and I've been known to do this, whenever the store sells out of them, I will wrap it with a towel and put duct tape on it. <laughs> I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I, I think I've driven by your house a hundred times in my life because I've seen that forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, but anyway, it's supposed to drop down and get a little cool. So, And also, let me mention this, because, Jeff, do you, you don't put the mana blocks in your houses anymore, do you? I, I don't like them. Yeah, a well, lot Really people don't. don't. What are those? What are you talking about? Well, the mana block is a, a central system where you have shutoff valves for every fixture in the house. Okay. It's kind of like, I, I describe it as the electric panel for your water. Okay, yeah. All right, now I know what you're talking about. So everything mm-hmm. will go there. If you have one of those, mm-hmm. all you have to do is go to that, locate the one that says exterior hose bib, uh-huh. turn the valve off, go outside and bleed the line, and you, right. you are now... Yeah, safe you, from freezing safe because from freezing. there's no water yeah. in that right. faucet anymore. Okay, let me ask you guys. Uh, this is this is something you know for for years. There's a lot of uh, you know we've known what our pipes would do when it froze, and has the fact that that homes have moved to uh, to using the product that most people call PEX. Um, has that helped at all with uh, the freezing issue? Is it, PEX any it, better? Yes. It'll still yep. freeze. It just won't break. Right. Wow, that's nice. Now, okay. the another thing I want to add, and, and it's not going to get cold enough this, this weekend, but open up your attic door. 
Really? And let, yes, and let some heat go up there. And that's the response I get. Really? Really? That's really? going to cost me a lot of money. I assure you it's, it's going to be cheaper. less than the water plane. Right. <laughs> and I tell, I'll tell my clients, too, if you just want to let a line drip, that's sure. the water's going to be cheaper than a break. Absolutely. Right. Now, let me jump into my story now and talk to folks about this was a horror story that happened on Friday this past week okay. at a home inspection we were doing. Okay. All right. and Susan, we've been, hang on just a moment. We got to hear this story first. Yeah. This is awesome. So <laughs> I, we have preached on here about find your water shut off. Right. Practice turning your water on and off. Right. Okay. So we were inspecting a remodel, and uh, my inspector went over to turn the valve off in or turn the valve on, you know, mm-hmm. to test the water as one would expect to do. Right. And the valve blew off the wall. And now wow. we've got oh, a no. geyser going in the bathroom, and the water is shooting to the backside and then coming over the edge into the room. Oh, my God. So we go outside and open up the water meter, and guess what we found? What? Mud and water. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Mud and water. So yep. we started, we commenced to digging that out. Uh-huh. All right. And then we got down to the valve, and guess what? It was stripped. Oh, no. <laughs> so then what do you do? They call the city? I don't know. What do I you was do? on hold for 30 minutes, oh, and yeah. then they hung up on me. Oh, no. <laughs> so we went through three plumbers and two handymen uh-huh. before this crusty old plumber came in. No, and then this. Let me, let me show this part. So I'm thinking what I need to do is relieve the pressure. Mm-hmm. So I'm going around the house and turning on Opening every faucet faucets. that I can. Yeah. Well, guess what? The drains weren't connected. Oh, no. <laughs> so so you bought a house this weekend, you, is what you, you're saying? You were not ready. They, they were not ready for an inspection. Well, yeah. they pretended like they were ready. They had it all looking like it was ready. Was this ready. a remodel or a new build? It was a remodel. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep. So water was coming out everywhere. Oh, no. And finally, and I just wanted to share, I thought this was a great, and if you ever around any of these technicians and contractors, mm-hmm. I love these people because they're so ready to share their knowledge. Right. So finally, the water stopped, and I looked around, and I was like, what happened? And I looked out there, and there was a crusty old plumber out there, and I mm-hmm. ran out, and I said, how did you get that off? Mm-hmm. And he just laughed. He chuckled. He said, let me show you. What he did is he took his that T bar with that little groove at the yeah, bottom that goes it, yeah, over. Yeah, they call it a water key. A water yeah. key. Mm-hmm. And he said, "I took my hammer and nailed that thing closer together, uh, and it fit right on top of it." So no it was, way. It was the water key issue. Well, the, the yeah. actually that valve was pretty stripped, but he yeah. got that key so small, uh, and it yeah. got that real snug well, on there, and he turned it off. You know, the time to look for your fire extinguisher. And the time to look for your water cut off is not when, when you, you have it. a fire or need right. to cut the water off. Preach it. <laughs> I mean, preach it. Come on. So, folks, find out where those things are because if you need to know when you need to know and you don't know, it's hard to know. It, yes. It's hard to know. Yeah. Do y'all know what we're talking about? <laughs> right. All right, folks. Susan's on the line and you pour. What's going on, Susan? You've got a water heater issue? Well, I had a water heater water heater issue. Oh, okay. And, Go for it. Uh, well, and nobody seems to be able... I was almost going to buy a new water heater because of this problem, and it smells like sulfur. Right? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You've got a tank. Yeah, you've heard of it. It's a, it's a tank. 
Yeah, fifty-gallon yep. tank. Yep. So yep. I went online and um, they, I found out about this sacrificial rod, so to speak. Yep, the anode. The anode. anode, yes. That's and right. Sort of chemical thing happens, and um, I guess that rod is so that that mag- I think it's magnesium or something that sticks to it. But it started smelling, and I, I emptied the tank. Within about a week, it started smelling again. So I actually bought a rod. I had to have somebody help me. It was so hard to get. Right. And there's pressure in the tank, and I don't have any smelly water anymore. And it was just yeah. a simple, like, nobody heard about. It. That's nobody fantastic. So oh, yeah, it's it's a it's a real deal. So this yeah. is a, is this a common thing, guys? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and we'll actually call it out in an inspection if the water smells. Oh, really? It usually has to do with the anode. Huh. Explain and to me what I, the anode is. It, well, it's, it's like what a, Susan said. It's a two-foot rod that's, in the, that's uh-huh. in the top of the tank. You unscrew it and you pull it out. And, and it just it, gets funky? Yeah, it looks almost like a uh, piece of porcelain or something. Oh. And you just throw it away. You put a new one in there, uh-huh. and it's it's exactly what Susan said. It's a, it's a sacrificial... Um, um, piece right. of metal right. that the metals in the water attract to uh-huh. this this rod uh, because we're you know we're putting a lot of chemicals in our water to make right, it safe right. to drink and a lot of times if you don't use it a lot uh-huh. uh, that water will will start to smell right now you know we brought up water tanks this morning mm-hmm. that's another good reason to go tankless yeah i've got a, i've got a list here we're going to get you, to here in a minute about if, why tankless is, is yeah if you're going tankless you're not going to have that smell yeah you don't have that and it and it's especially if you're on well water i think that's where those anodes really get maybe a lot of work yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your story. I know that's going to help somebody out there who cannot figure out why their water why smells. Their water smells right. yeah thank you susan and it'll save them some money It'll save them some money. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you, Susan. We appreciate it. Love those DIY tips. Benny is on the road in, uh, I guess, Kosciuszko. What's going on, Benny? Uh, Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm calling about uh, patio doors that I have and that have the blinds in the middle of the glass. Yes, ma'am. And on both sides now, I'm having problems, and I've gone online and read information and tried to lift it up the side slides all the way up and all the way down but it doesn't straighten them out so do i just have to uh. hide first? boy those are I've those never, are a pain i've never heard of the blind getting tangled inside yeah something it, must it, be it's, it's not tangled one side well. is like just starting to gravel at the top Oh. How old is it? Uh, I had them put in in twenty thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, that are they, should are be. They, are they facing the sun? No. No. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, man, that could I, be I a defect the, in the door. I mean, because yeah. really, That's what it sounds yeah, like. if you're if you're if it's not that old, those things usually last a lot longer. Are you getting any weather on the doors? Like, is there any rain? Is it at an overhang? No, it's uh, covered. Yeah. Okay. If it's covered and not facing the sun, it shouldn't have any. You know, I was thinking that that possibly the sun over the years had kind of dry rotted the threads that hold the mm-hmm. things together, you know, but mm-hmm. if, if that's not 
you know, a part of it. Sounds like there may be a defect in the door. I would look at the manufacturer to see if you've got any uh, warranty issues on that. Because trying to get a DIY project and trying to get into the middle of those, there may be a listener that could help us out on that. But I just don't know that there's a way to fix that. I've looked into this, Benny. uh, As far as DIYing something like this, I've looked into it. One thing that can happen Uh, that door, just like any other door, and that frame in that door for that window is like any other, okay? So you literally can buy that full set window with the blind in it and replace that whole thing on that door. That's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Three, three hundred bucks-ish. Yes. And, and yeah, so you can replace that whole thing. And believe it or not, if you really get down and dirty on that, and if you YouTube how to get that frame out of there, you're going to find that there's just actually a few screws that hold that whole thing in there. And okay. and it's not it's not a bad deal. Now I will say this: never work with glass as a, a one person. You always need two persons when you're working with glass. You know. So. And if I'm going to take that that panel out, I'm going to put it up on some horses and see if I can't figure. Out right, right. Once it's you there. Know, yeah. Now I'm going to pro- Now that I've yeah. dissected it, I'm going to see if I right. can figure it out. And well, if, you and know. the neat thing about those though is that remember they are already sealed. So if you open them, just like a window that's double pane, if you open that, you've let it out. You let the gas out. Oh, it doesn't come out as a component whenever no, you take it out. No, no. It, oh, comes, okay. it comes shipped to you with the little uh, uh, with the blinds in it, already already done. Sorry, it's just a single. So piece. it's still got the gas in the middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a double pane. Oh, that's okay. right. Well, right. Yeah. well yeah. I learned you, something you there. Just, you pull pull the screws out, and it's and it will have some sealant on it. Right. Um, in fact, we just changed one. Did uh, you? Yeah. So um, it's not a it's not a uh, the normal. I don't want to use that word. Most everybody can do it at, at home. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you don't really need to hire someone. Right. To What's do our this. hammer scale on that one, Chip? Oh gosh, man, it's it's low. It's a difficulty of two. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's about a two. An exacto yeah. knife, you need a screwdriver. A, you need an exacto knife, a Phillips head screwdriver, and a couple people. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Okay, mm-hmm. very cool. You know what? Uh, thank you, Benny. I really appreciate it. I hope you have some luck with that. Give it a shot and let us know how it goes. I'll. I'll you know, I'll have Benny and the Jets in my mind all day All right, folks, uh, it's time for us to take our first break of the hour. We, we want to hear from you, though. And what's happening in your home, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. 
That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I wanted to open with an email because it's in response to something you guys talked about last week. All right. He says, uh, this is from Joe in Waveland. Last week, you discussed how to clean an old piece of furniture for painting and the difficulties of getting all the crud off. So uh, the cheap and easy solution to this problem is to hose the item down with water, then wipe it down with a 50-50 mixture of ammonia and water, wearing rubber gloves and using a scrub pad. The kind, uh, the kind for washing dishes. Don't scrub too hard except where there might be paint or splatters on it. Rinse the item with the hose. Let it dry. Do not do this inside. Only out of doors. <laughs> this gets all the grime off, and if it was not painted, leaves most of the original wood color. Give it a day or two to dry, and then apply stain and a sealer finish to paint it. I have been doing this for many years, and it works great. Love your show. Keep up the great work. Joe and Waveland. Yeah, I'm not going to hose down anything on the inside of the house. Right, yeah. No. Right. I'm not sure I'm going to hose down my furniture, but <laughs> right. I, I know I know what Joe's talking about. The the ammonia is the uh, it cuts key, it. key ingredient in mm. removing um, water-based wax right. off a tile floor. So right. I can see how that would work. And on, on furniture, it would be oils from sure. people. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so. what about that pink stuff? Is it TSP or TPS or? I don't know. That's hardcore, though. Well, I mean, it's used to cut through stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I still like the sand and sealer, like we talked about. I do too. Right. Yeah, but okay. you know, you start putting okay. a, a lot hey, of water on a laminate, uh, you could really have a problem that's too. Reason there's chocolate and vanilla. That's hey. right. All right, uh, Kathleen's on the line in Osaka. Needs to install a heavy duty fence. What what kind of fence you want to put up, Kathleen? Well, I'll do an oink oink for you. Apparently, (laughs) they have got these big hogs, not pigs, they're huge, that have wandered into our little area. They were always north of me, so I didn't worry. But, wow, I got up one morning last week and 50 feet across and 100 in length. It was et up, as they say. Wait, 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 wait. A pig or is this a wild hog? A wild hog. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You don't need concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to fence in a wild hog. No. Or fence well, out. Was, yeah. What about um, cinder blocks up three feet high? Because they don't jump, right? And then put uh, eight by whatever um, section on top. Put it like two supports on either side, eight, ten, twelve feet apart, well, slide the fence in. That's all predicated with knowledge I don't have because yeah. you just told me pigs don't jump, and that's the I first mean, time I've ever heard that. Here, here's a real deal about a wild hog. Um, and, and of course, I'm a hunter. A, a wild hog, this is, this is real deal. Uh-huh. They have cutters, and they're about an inch long. Uh-huh. The backside of that cutter is razor sharp. That's that's their defense system. A hog will pin you and open you up like a can of sardines. Right. It's very. I'm telling you right now, Kathleen. The best thing to do with that hog is shoot it. Yeah. No, I'm serious. No, no, no. Well, and, 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 well outside of that, they have been a population problem for the states. Oh my God! I think they can have babies every ninety days. Yeah. And then the baby starts having babies in six months or something. Right. I know. I've got a neighbor who um, does some work for wildlife and fisheries, Mm -hmm. 
and he actually hunts things well, for, for yeah. yeah so i bet if you called wildlife and fisheries they would probably find a, a happy hunter sure <laughs> well it's an invasive species it is so. yeah yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Kathleen. We really appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe electric. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think they run a lot right of voltage, through it. Though. I've seen right. a lot of people try to control them, and you can't. You just yeah. can't. Yeah. All right. Gene's on the line, and Brandon's got a, a water heater problem. What's going on, Gene? Well, uh, I, my water heater is in my attic, and mm-hmm. I fear, fear that I'm living on borrowed time with it. Um, I found an old receipt from night uh, from. 2014, where my um, my plumber uh, at that time said I needed to replace it, and that was in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> you are on time. I guess a plumber missed that one. <laughs> I'm just fearful. I mean, here, here's what I'm trying trying to um, decide on. Um, as long as it's functional, should I just you know let it go, or should I go in and replace it to to prevent? You know, coming home one day and, and water. Is I'd on, replace on. it. Yeah. I would replace that Jeff. thing so fast. What, what's the math on that thing? <laughs> how, how many years? Um, well, we don't know how uh, old it is. At 2014 but, but, is when the plumber said that. So 2014, the plumber said to replace it. Yeah, so that so was your eight. So. Yeah. Now, why eight did the years. plumber? Why did the plumber say replace it? Well, he was here because. Um, it had stopped. I wasn't getting any hot water. Okay. And, and so he, he said he replaced something called a heating element. Right. Yep. Did right on his Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay. Are you, <clears throat> excuse me, are you able to get in the attic safely? Yes. Yes, sir. I am. Okay. Go up and look at it. If you have some rust on the bottom, definitely replace it. Replace. Yeah. Check the tank for rust. Yep. Look at the water connections and the water valve. For rust, if if you see green furry stuff, <laughs> right. And Gene, here's the here's the fun part of this: is it is it if you do, uh, let's say, have to replace your water heater, anything you put in is going to be more efficient than what you currently have. Right. Anything. Now the new one is not. You, you got to set a pull downstairs or a walk through attic. Pull pull downstairs. Okay. Yeah. Your new water heater is not going to fit. Through the opening of the pull down, if it's a tank, right, right, okay. Um, we've changed the size of them. Don't know why, but we did. And they no longer go through the hole. They no longer go go through the hole. So, uh, <laughs> What's the that? well, the answer to that, you, you told me, it was a heating element. So you have electric. Do you have gas to your house? I do. I have okay, gas. switch switch to tankless. Bottom Ooh, line. I, I probably- I priced that. Those are like five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a little extreme. You're you're going to pay thirty five hundred on the, on, uh, you know, straight out of the straight out of the gate. But um, now that the new water heater won't fit, you have to pull those stairs down. You have to widen the opening. Right. Uh, so right. you know you're 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 going to spend three grand on that. You know, oh. by the time oh. you get your heater, you got your plumber. You know, so I, I or, would I would consider tank. Now I can say this. Uh, if it's just a money-saving option, you can do it. The rest of the 70% of us at least do is just wait until it dies and then replace it. Yeah, you know? but when you're looking at – and this is the thing that folks have got. You know, it's not a problem till it's a problem. That's right, right. <laughs> and then when it's a problem – 
you know, it's like all hands on, but now you've got to deal with damages to the floor and damages to the wall. You might have some mold. I mean, it just, yeah. And not to mention, uh, we used to get windows in a week. We used to get water heaters in a day. So that's true. You could, yeah, you used to be able to go to your local home store and just pick up whichever water heater you wanted. Try it. Yeah. And you can, I mean, there are all kinds of programs out there. You could budget that and. You know their payment plans. Oh or, yeah, there's payment uh, payment plans with uh, with gas companies and electric oh, yeah. companies. Oh yeah, and your all gas kinds of stuff company. Like yeah, they they'll even give some. I don't know if they're still doing the rebates on those things. Do you know, Jeff? We get a rebate on the new construction. Um, I, I don't know if the regular individuals getting a rebate or not. You could talk to your whoever your gas company is. Just give them a call mm-hmm. and ask and say, Are y'all off in any? Here's my last question, though. Is it is it a sound choice to let your uh, HVAC provider put in a water heater for you? If they're licensed yeah, plumbers, sure. absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Mo- okay. Mo- okay. Most HVAC people, it's HVAC, so most people uh, in that business are also licensed plumbers. Licensed plumbers, because right. they've got to deal with the gas hookups. and. Yep. and oh, they can do that. Gene, yeah. I was going to give these stats uh, a little bit later in the show, but let me go ahead and tell you, since you're talking about this, this is the stats on a tankless water heater. Okay, by okay. heating by heating water on demand, tankless units can reduce energy use by twenty four to thirty four percent compared to a water heater tank. So there's going to be a big savings over time if you do that. Also, Energy Star estimates that the average household can save hundreds of dollars every year by converting to that tankless unit. So it may, in the end, really be. Uh, the way to go. Also, I don't know how long you plan to have your house, but on average, tankless water heaters last five to ten years longer than tank water heaters. Right. Yeah. That in itself makes it a, a, switched, just a better investment. And well, and it's expensive. Electric water heater, tanked water heaters are expensive to run. Yeah. So, well, because they're always running. Because they're always running. Right. But if you put in a gas, and I did the same. I did that. I went to gas, tankless. My house was 1958, and I did it 15 years ago and never looked back. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. You've never had any maintenance problems or anything? Uh-uh. Heavens no. Now, the manufacturer, a lot of people don't realize this, manufacturer specifications on tankless water heaters is that you need to flush them. Mm-hmm. Depending on your mineral content in your water, the manufacturer says you should flush it every year. I haven't done that. I think I flush mine every, I don't know, three or four years. Mm-hmm. On the bottom of the unit are some flush valves. The you the consumer can do that. Right. Um, I do mine and just right. flush it out and clean out that filler. You know it needs to be flushed when your water flow on your hot water side slows down. And so ah, you just gotcha. have to go out and clean it out some. So okay. am I, I, I'm in an area where the water is, doesn't have a high mineral content, so I don't necessarily have to do that. But that's the only maintenance right. on something like that. And I... I'm with Jeff. I, I think I think everybody should have one. <laughs> okay. Well, I thank you guys. I appreciate you for all that wonderful advice. Have a good day. Okay. Thank good you, Jean. With it. Appreciate it. 
Good luck. Yeah. All right, folks, time for another break. And we are still looking to hear from you about your home improvement projects. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Say what? Oh, well, they got a lot of different situations there. And, and you know, you're not confusing that with gasoline yard tools. I have it. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone. Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So we've got Hugh on the line and Jackson. He's got a question about propane, I'm thinking. What do you... Hugh, are you with us? Yes, I am. So what were you going to ask, Hugh? Uh, could you talk to me about the relative efficiency of propane and uh, electric or HVAC? Okay. Um, yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I have propane because even though... I, gas runs out at yeah, your street. Yeah, even though I live in downtown Madison, uh, gas runs out at my neighbor. So we have 100% electric. Um, <laughs> I can tell you the I, I, I don't I can't give you the exact dollar values, but I can tell you that my utility bill is relatively high for the size house I have versus a gas house that I build on a regular basis. It's much cheaper to go to go gas, even if you have to go propane. And propane is a little bit more than natural. Yeah, and I've got a propane tank out at my country place. Mm-hmm. And when they told me what it cost to fill that thing up, I was like, I it's need three. I think it's, I think it's three fifty a gallon right now. I mean, it's it's cheaper than electric. Yes, Hugh, was that what you were looking for? That's what I was looking for. Thank you so much. Yep. Yes, sir. Thank you. Just make sure if you're going to go propane, you've, there's some. Installation things with propane that are different than natural gas. There are yeah, some. Yeah, it's just the jet. It's just the. It's just. It's easy to change them. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Just make sure because I have actually seen some tankless water heaters on propane that yeah. are 
don't look very good. <laughs> oh, really? Well, it won't work unless you change that. Yeah, they, change the uh, the jet in that gas valve. Yeah, the install. You just make sure you got somebody who knows what all they're the, doing. All those little jets that come with the appliance when you get it, and you say, "Hey, I wonder what this is for." Yeah, it's for propane. It's for right. propane. Okay. Yeah, it's usually in every. Oh yeah. <laughs> every box. That's yeah. that's the stuff that gets thrown out, and then you go, "Oh man, maybe I needed right. that." No, unless you have propane, you don't need it. Right. All right, quick email here, guys. Uh, I live in Florida, and the AC drain outside the house was set on the ground when the house was built three years ago. It is not set on the wall three to four feet off the ground, and I just wonder if this will cause problems later. Thanks, Ricardo. That's the, what, what I think he's talking about is the emergency overflow. Right. And, Maybe, and it's yeah. fine to set that on the ground the reason we have those there's two reasons one to drain the pan Mm -hmm. and also when you're doing your weekly inspections around your house if you see water coming out of that pipe you know you have an issue Ah. and what you should really have on that drain pan is a um, is is an automatic float switch Mm -hmm. when a pan gets water in it it automatically turns your unit off now you also know that you have a problem right Right. But if and just keep in mind what he may be saying too is if it's too low, like if it's at grade, the water can't get out. True, true. I'm so not you, sure what he's referring to, yeah, but, but yes. Yeah, you gotta be sure that there's enough room for that thing to, to drip. And let me mention this too. Mm-hmm. Be sure it's got an elbow on it. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many times I have seen that line is active. And you can barely see it because the water is backflowing on the outside drain right. back into the wall. Oh. It's not dripping down because water, and Jeff, water ain't ever where water is. It likes to have something to cling it, to when it, it runs It does. It, like, it hangs on. It's just, you know, it's very clingy. And so it'll go at the path of least resistance. Right. And if you don't have an elbow on that drain, that water will literally cling to that drain and go back into yep. the wall, and you've got a whole another yep. set of problems. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. I call I'm it out all the time on home inspections because right. they'll well, they'll forget their five cents. That's right. Yeah. But it's it's. I, I'm guilty. I, I've got, you know, every time I do my inspections on our new properties, you know, well, okay, we missed that. We missed that. We missed that one. Right. It's the so, little stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's it's right. the little stuff. All right, let's go to John in Mobile. has got water heater trouble. What's up, John? Uh, hello, Jason. Um, good morning. Good morning. Um, let's see. About, I guess, two years ago, I replaced the temperature and pressure sensor valve on my heater, and in the process drained and refilled the water heater about eh, three times. Uh, I'm a sort of a beginner do-it-yourselfer. Everything seems okay, but now the water heater, which is in uh, a little laundry alcove outside the back wall of the house, is, I can hear it grumbling when it goes on. Is that a dangerous sign? You know, kind of a, a roaring... Now, did you now, say this are, was a... Was this a, 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 a gas... Or. It's it's gas fired uh, tank. Okay, tank or tankless. Tanked. Tanked. Are you hearing when the flame comes on? Like it, um, like it kind of no. kind of goes like push. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't hear that. It's uh, it's just this uh, sound that kind of resembles 
<clears throat> the sound of a, a like a, a jet engine passing in the sky in the distance. But then I realized, no, that's not an aircraft that's coming from on the other it side. Sure of the sa- it sure sounds like the burner. Um, you know, because think think about what it's doing. It's got 50 gallons of water on top of it, and you just turn that on, and you want hot water. So it is that's a heck of a flame. Well, yeah. and one thing I want you to check on that water heater, I want you to go out and look at the pilot cover, and it and if you see any black soot around that, you've got a problem. It's what we call flame out. Oh. And what will happen is that whenever that unit begins to burn, it will literally shoot the flames out of the pilot cover. And that's probably a sign that there's something really wrong with that water heater. Now, the pilot hmm. cover, uh, is, is that the same thing that holds the uh, little uh, uh, spy window that lets you look in at yes. the flames? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah, if you look down at the base of that, we call that out all the time on a flame-out. Usually will happen on an older unit. Uh, how old is your water heater, do you know? Uh, the water heater ooh, boy, is about, I think, 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Could, I it, get a professional to take be, a look uh, at that. It may be reaching the... You know, time to go to nursing home. Yeah, and I thought you might be talking about sometimes what will happen in older water heaters if the sediment builds up, if that anode goes bad, yep. it'll knock. And it'll literally sound, you can stand next to your water heater and it sounds, it'll be, it starts and knocking. I, yeah, trying to tell and you something the, wrong. Yeah, that's and the anode rod knocking against the wall of the heater? No, it's the sediment that's built up in the water that is literally punching the side of the water heater. It's just causing it to knock. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's and it's usually a sign that the water heater is, is ready for either a new anode or a new life. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Needs to be buried, moved yeah. on. I wondered if I needed to replace the anode rod, but um, decided not to. Looked like it would be a, a hassle. So, I guess these the sediment has built up built up in the bottom of the thing. Uh, will a good flush uh, improve the situation? Huh. It could, but if that anode, you may want to check that anode. And that was my question. I don't have a lot of. I've changed an anode on an electric, but I've never done it on a gas. So I don't have. I mean, it should be same thing. Should be yeah. the same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you're hearing that sound, there you really probably shouldn't be hearing that and you know it's like what jeff was saying on that burner if something's wrong with that and then you said something that was very interesting to me you said you changed that tpr valve the pressure relief valve Mm -hmm. if you didn't do something right and you're getting a lot of pressure built up in that water heater oh you got a problem well, it's, it's so simple. It was such a simple job. I know. Yeah, it's just an unscrew and a screw back. I know. Right? But still, <laughs> you know, YouTube water heater's blowing up because the pressure relief valve didn't work right. <laughs> right, right. If, the, if nothing scares you, that'll scare you. Right. I'll Google that. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. take a look at that. It's it's fascinating to watch these people blow their water heaters up. I, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, I hope I'm not one of them. Yeah, I do, right. too. I do, too. That's why I'm thinking you probably need to get a professional in there. It's worth a service call for peace of mind. That's true. Just okay. to look and say, hey, did this work out right? Yeah. And I always, my thing to my clients all the time is what helps you sleep good at night? Right. You know, if you sleep okay with that situation, okay. Okay. Now, me, I'm calling a plumber. Right. <laughs> I'll spend, I'll spend the, the 125 125 yeah. to make sure. That's yeah. right. All right, all John. Right. Thanks a lot. I hope that helps you out. 
and uh, we'll keep moving. TJ is in Kosciuszko and wants to tell us a fix-it show that he likes. So I guess this is a competitor show. What's going on, TJ? No, it's actually, uh, if you get stuck in the house this weekend because it's so cold, uh-huh. look up look up a movie called The Simple Life of Noah Dearburn. Okay. And it's a, about a story about a craftsman. And it is so, it is one of the best movies I've ever seen. About and a craftsman. Cool. Okay, yeah, awesome, and, yeah. And the craftsman is Sidney Poitier. Oh, 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 cool. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Right. yeah. Hey, thanks. Watch it. It is just sweet. All right. Thanks, TJ. We appreciate that. I'll tee that one up. Tell me that. Tell me that. Name the again. simple life of Noah. Somebody. I'm pretty sure if I put that in. <laughs> All right. You know. You know. But I'll when, put down Sydney Poitier too. When when we were when we were kind of coming up with the the idea for this show, I, I can't tell you that how many times that the 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 DVD cover of the movie Money Pit. Oh, came yeah. up a hundred <laughs> right, times right, in my head right. thinking about this show because you know that was it was a mo- it was a hilarious movie about everything we're talking about. You know, I, I, I really can't remember when I saw that movie, but I think back about that and I'm thinking to myself, I'm never ever buying a house, right? Ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could always put my picture on that from oh, the cover, right, <laughs> the picture right. of my house. <laughs> All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. It's uh, time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement questions answered this morning. So call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. And you can join the conversation now this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Don is on the line, and uh, a man after my own heart. He'd like the do's and don'ts for building a studio. What's going on, Don? Hey, how are you guys doing, and girls? Uh, <laughs> I am going to be trying to build, uh, well, working to build a studio for my wife. It's a quilting sewing studio. Oh. It's only like 14 by 12 and um just some do's and don'ts on it um well let me go ahead and ask this it, does it need insulation in the floor uh you know it's going to be off the ground uh it's going to be built on uh the four by four post okay and so it's a freestanding it's not connected to the house at all correct it's like a she shed and, and, you, and you're going to heat and cool it 
Yes, and that was another question. Uh, I was I wanted to go with something that will uh, keep the temperature because her sewing machines have sure. computers in them and all like that. Right. With a with a split unit. A mini split. A mini mini split would be would be fine. You know, we just did one of these in in uh, Castlewoods. Really, it wasn't outside the home. We right. we, we did it in the attic. Um, I, I want to spray foam this, Pam. That's what's, what I'm what's, I, I want to spray foam the floor. Yeah, um, I love that that thing that you do where it's you know where you put an inch on underneath. Yeah, I think that would help, especially because you really do have to control your temperature. Materials that get mildewy, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with that right now. I mean, it's trying to get that out. It's awful. Yeah, well, and if and she's doing sewing, then I'm with Jeff. I would foam that thing. Right, and it has to stay at a proper humidity. Yeah. The, the, you know. That was another question. Do I need a dehumidifier, or does one of those mini splits? No, the mini split is going to act as your dehumidifier. Dehumid- right. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I, you, you need to insulate it just like you would a, a home. Um, right. And, um, you know, obviously, I don't know where you're building it, but, but you're going to have some code issues that you need to follow. Um, and they actually said, yeah, they actually said the only code, uh, the only inspector that's going to come out is the uh, electrical. Electrical, right. right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it, you're going to run underground, I guess? Uh, yes. Okay. Correct. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, any water to it? No water. No to water. It, okay. Uh, oh, wow. That, that's easy. Yeah. Now, in, when you say in, uh, insulating with the foam underneath, am I putting a uh, uh, a a treated piece of plywood like in between the uh, floor joists? Well, would, let's see. You're on your right ground contact. You're going to be four inches off the ground, aren't you? Uh, at least. Is that is that the, the standard? As far no, as well, well, I mean, you, you told me it was going to be set on four-by-fours. I'm thinking of a shed that you go by, but you're going to build this shed. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, it's just like it's just like a small house with a with a standard type, you know, roof on it. I would build it up at least eighteen inches. Yeah, try to get it up off the ground. Get if it you off can. the ground because you know I just tore a deck out because it was too close to the ground. It right. literally rotted from the ground up. Well, right. keep right. keep keep this in mind. Wood in water will never rot. So think about that for a minute. If it is in water and never comes out, it, it will never rot. We're pulling logs out of the river. It's been there for 100 years. What rots wood is wet and dry, wet and dry. Mm-hmm. It gets wet, it gets dry, it gets wet, it Expand, gets dry. Expand, contract. Expand, contract. Exactly. Right. That's what that's what does your rotting. So the further you can get it off of the ground, the better off you are. The downside to that is I've got to step into my shed. Yeah, you got to step into Or you could build a, um, and I had to do this at my house, I built a ramp. So I can get in. I can. I've got a wagon that I put stuff in, and I bring so, it in. So you could do that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I would come I, off the ground. I think what his question is, and it's a legit question: How am I going to insulate the floor when I'm 18 inches off the ground? Yeah, well, you can. I mean, and because 18 inches, inspectors can get under something depending on how big you are. Uh, and that's why I tell people Jeff don't, cannot. Yeah, right. Don't hire an enormous person to inspect a house on a cross because <laughs> they're not going to get in a lot of places. But you can actually um, 
some of these contractors, I, I, and that's what you may want to do is well, talk to somebody ahead I, of time. I think what I'm going to do, you said this thing, it's not very big, 12 by something? 14. Four, yeah, 14. Okay. Yeah, hey, build, build, build your floor system. Uh, stand it up, foam it, and then set it in place. Now, that's it's, a good idea, it's, yeah. It's not It's not huh. that big. You can do that. That's a good idea. That's yeah. a great idea. Just build it like you'd build a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we build our walls on the ground. We stand them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just build, do the same thing. Build, build your floor system on the wall, stand it yep. up, foam it, put it put it back down. Put it back down. Yep. Throw a rope over the tree above it, and you can uh, use that to <laughs> pull the go. thing right up. There you Leverage. Go. Yep. <laughs> All right. Now, as far as oh, let me ask this real quick: the uh, the floor joists uh, are is that uh, two by eights or two by tens? That's something that's small. How how far apart are you going to put them? Well, he's fourteen. Uh, he's, he's 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 twelve by fourteen. I know, but how far are you going to put your oh. joist apart? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, uh, sixteen inch is what would uh, match my four by eight sheets of. Uh, Going right. So 16 on of. centers. Um, yeah. uh-huh. How heavy is that equipment? I don't think it's heavy. It's, no. it's not heavy now. You've got a lot of cloth. It's, <laughs> it's right. Uh, yeah, that's true. Now, material weighs, you know, I'm always overkilling. I think 2 by 8 would be fine, but I'd like 2 by 10. Yeah, Go ahead and do 2 by 10, Don. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, bigger yeah. the better. More is better. More is better. Yeah. yeah. And if you really, you really want to spend a little money, get the quiet floor, uh, and that's what it's called, quiet floor. Screw it and glue it um, down to your to your floor joists. Is that a tongue and groove type? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Yep. Wow. Right, Seems then. like you uh, yeah. say what, Don? I was going to say, on the walls, do you uh, recommend doing a uh, a a one-inch foam and then the batting, or just the batting with the... No, I'm, I'm going to do the bat. I hey, really am. Hey, Don, we're going to have to wrap it up because this is pretty much the end of the show. We're actually into the end of the show. So, hope we got your uh, question answered. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman, today with help from Kevin Farrell. Our screener was Liz Gill for Pam Pibus and Jeff Sam I'm Jason Klein. Have a great day and listen for Everyday Tech next.